tuned in to the Bobcast. 50 episodes flew by so fast. So many good times, good laughs. Sal Vickersburg pranking the staff. Mitch Vickersburg's email address. Phone calls with friends and guests. Angels, demons, all from Bob's imagination. Take a second, let that sink in. Think about what it takes to make it happen. Even got me rapping, pockets out. Got the crowds dancing, so live. Spontaneous and true detective Bob. Can't we trust to get a load of us on the internet? First guest, Drew Reed, now it's limitless. So listen in, then share the link of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter clicks. All count, so spread the word. From Bob Nation out to Bob World. No sign of slowing down. And hit the bridge for vape shop, head in the clouds. So scream aloud from the rooftops, the bobcast.podbean.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. We as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest, this is his second appearance on the Bobcast. He's a good friend of mine. He has a legacy here in the city of Philadelphia as a guitarist for Still Aside. And uh, most recently we did a podcast with Jackson and his name came up quite a few times. Since then he's moved to Los Angeles and he started to ban the Shakers. On our last podcast we talked about an affiliation he was doing, a collaboration, if you will, with a, a circus, a, a live circus with music. The Shakers were touring consecutively in Los Angeles and the western coast and the eastern coast with their singer Jody and Jody similar to myself had a child had a child and being a good mother she decided I can't be at the forefront of rock and roll at the moment I have to step down I have to raise my child and when that moment came there was a decision that Chris Lee was faced Chris Lee's here on the Bobcast ladies and gentlemen tonight to chat with me about the future of the Shakers how are you Mr. Chris Lee Hey, B.O.B., how's it going, man? I'm good. I can't complain, you know? Life is good, you know? Like I said before, we talked uh, earlier, I, I've got a little bit of a case of dad brain, but, you know, I think <laughs> you can understand that. Yeah, totally. Congrats, by the way. That's that's awesome. I, I love seeing all the the baby photos, man. The baby photos! I know. The baby photos. The baby. The baby. Look at the baby. So, um, so like, the last time we spoke... Jody wasn't pregnant at all, right? Uh, I believe that was last summer, maybe. I, I forget. Maybe she was pregnant. I'm not sure. But there, like, you had to come to a, the decision to tell us what's going on right now with the Shakers. Yeah, well, uh, it was, it's been a really crazy year. Uh, yeah, last time we, we spoke, we were talking about Shapeshifter. Um, and so I think Jody may have just found out. I think maybe we knew. Just found out, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone else knew that she was about to have her uh, her daughter, actually, whose name is Mabel. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we were just kind of initially, you know, we knew that her life was changing, so we were kind of just rolling with it. Um, you know, we, we had planned. On, <laughs> I was kind of, I feel like I was more, like, ready for her to be like, Jody, you, you need to, like, you know, she was like such a high energy or is such a high energy performer. You know, I was always just concerned about like, you know, if she was dancing too hard, something could happen. I'm like a worst case scenario Mm -hmm. kind of a person. Um, so I was like kind of ready to be like, all right, let's just take a break. Like, you know, we've been pumping hard for seven years. Like it's okay. We can take a few months off. And, um, yeah, so it's hard, man. Uh, Los Angeles living is really expensive. Um, and Jody and her husband, Tyler, um, you know, we're just, I mean, like even now, like, I, I, I think about it sometimes, like the amount of money you have to spend on rent to live out here is just insane. And so they both, totally you know, insane. 
yeah, they both asked their jobs for raises and their jobs were like, nah. And, um, you know, so they, they had to come to a really, really hard decision. And, you know, it was just, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I would have made the exact same choice in her shoes, you know, just have it, trying to, to go down that road in a city like Los Angeles. I mean, you know, the schools are, you have to pay to be in a private school to have, you know, some, you know, semblance of feeling of safety for your child. And like, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it wasn't working. And, uh, you know, she kind of, she was, you know, she took it really hard. I mean, we all did like it, you know, it was like, you know, this person who'd been a sister and, you know, um, someone we looked up to and someone we loved and cared for, you know, that we spent 80% of our lives with on a daily basis, you know, just had, had to go. And, uh, you know, it was, it's weird cause I, you know, I've been in situations where it's like, you know, a certain bandmate wasn't working out, you know, um, either they just weren't up to snuff or they had an attitude problem or, you know, and it, it like, it was just weird cause it was none of those things. And so we just kind of like, we're like, wow, Jody, we love you. Um, and that's, we're so happy to hear that, you know, Tyler's found a great job and you're finding a great situation. Uh, we're really sad though. <laughs> and we have no idea what we're going to do. Yeah, I remember seeing the footage of the last show. Where was the venue at? We actually we did it at a smaller venue called O'Brien's because that's kind of where we mm-hmm. started. That was the that was the first time the first place that uh, uh, Jody and I performed together as the Shakers. So it seemed kind of fitting um, just to kind of do like a you know, and it, like everything just happened so fast. Like we didn't really you know have time to like you know book a viper room show it was just kind of like yeah. oh, oh 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 that's oh. how i mean that's what los angeles is like everything moves fast really i guess in the scheme of things when you're a musician you know like there's no time really like you you know you can't really prepare like you just take the take the opportunities as they come you know so i mean it had to be i mean after seven years and i get where you're coming from i mean kicking a band member out is a lot different than losing a band member um, it's got to feel like losing a family member at the same time, but I mean, it seems that she's doing really well for herself. Her husband has uh, my son's name, Tyler, so congratulations, Tyler, on that. It's a very proud, fine name. Um, so, I mean, you were left in limbo. I mean, I've known you maybe 10 plus years now, and I've always known that your passion lies with music, and it's something that you just, I don't think you'll ever stop doing just because it's in your blood. So you were faced with a you know, a predicament there, you know what I mean? Like after seven years and, um, I mean, countless, you know, pieces of media, music videos, singles, albums, wh- what kind of things were going through your mind? Do I start over or do I continue to Shakers? What, what, what was your like train of thought? Um, man, I mean, it was, um, it was weird, dude. I mean, it was a really weird time, like the last, you know, eight or nine months or however long it's been since we, you know, we played that last show in November. Um, Honestly, I, I, I didn't know what to think or do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm kind of like a, a mechanical person in the sense that like, you know, I'll, I always just kind of, like I said, I worst case scenario kind of a person. So like, I always prepare for the worst. And so, you know, it was just like, it just seemed like, yeah, you know, I'm going to put out ads and I'm going to start looking and, you know, I, we, you know, we can't stop. We won't stop. Like we've, we worked so hard and it's not like this situation went nuclear and blew up like it's just life kind of getting in the way and um you know and that's kind of what I did on the surface but 
honestly, like there was a lot of there was a lot of questioning just going on. You know, like is this you know what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do now that that Jody's gone? Like she was my partner in crime. She was you know the person who helped you know foot all of the you know we 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 had a nickname for her, TC. Those in the know know what that means. Um, and you know it's just because she was a total badass and she was always you know the one setting up the merch table and taking care of the website and just you know and it, it was someone I talked to every day on a daily basis and then and then it was like now we see each other through emails just like in the blink of an eye and um, so it was weird it was like I, I definitely I definitely went through a bit of like a depression for sure um, you know mm-hmm. I, I just didn't I didn't know you know, should we carry on? Would we carry on? Why would we carry on? And, uh, you know, Nick and Roe and I had a lot of conversations and, you know, they really roller coastered, um, as far as, you know, this isn't going to work to like, we could do this. We can do this to like, no way. Just, and, um, you know, and I mean, for a long time, it really like, it was strange because this all kind of happened right before the holidays and it was over so quick that like, you know, going back to Philly and going back home and uh, seeing, like, my family and stuff, you know, I always get the, hey, man, how's the band? And I just always, like, <laughs> during that period had this, like, this sense of, like, band? I, uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a band. I, I, I do that. I, I, I band. <laughs> I, I band. I have band. Band. Like, but it just. It, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, it felt weird. It felt like. How's your band? How's your band it's going, great. man? And you're it's like, great. oh, it feels, yeah, it we feels just, great. We're doing really good. <laughs> we we love just lost our lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, so the transition must have been difficult. Definitely, I, I, I mean, now putting into the timeline, coming home to Philadelphia, not knowing where you're going, which way you're going. You know what I mean? Like, where, where did you find uh, solace? Where did you find uh, inspiration? Well, we kind of. You know, eventually we just kind of, the more we talked and the more we kind of missed it, you know, we, we, there's a couple times the three of us just got together just to play, just to like do something, um, you know, and, um, I started getting a you know, my hands a little bit more in the studio world and I just kind of got itchy. Um, you know, Nick, Nick plays in a, a new project now called He Monster. Uh, they're really awesome. You should definitely check them out. Um, you know, so he was keeping busy and I was trying to keep myself busy and I, I can only, I, I can only guess as to what Roe does with his free time. I have no idea what that guy does. <laughs> um, but you know, eventually, you know, the more we talked, we just kind of started missing it and it wasn't like, it wasn't like we were like F this project and we all stormed away from each other. It was just kind of like, well, you know, like why 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 not why not you know and like we we have fun playing this music and we have fun playing together and we love performing together and you know we've we've got we've got this whole machine that's just like you know just needs someone on top of it driving it so let's let's keep looking um and you know with the the shapeshifter thing was a big deciding factor too I i don't know what the the future of that will be currently we're um we haven't had any talks to do anything this year, but um, I'm always got my fingers crossed for that. But that was a big like, if you know Jordan decides that should come back around, I want to make sure that we're there and we're ready um, because mm-hmm. that's just the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. And so, um, you know, and I just I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to, 
I wanted to have that just keep going, you know, and, you know, we, we heard all sides of it from, you know, everyone we knew, like, you guys just keep going to like, yeah, man, sorry, you know, your singer's gone, you guys should just give up, like, you'll, you'll be better off, and, um, <laughs> you know, but we just kind of decided, like, you know what, dude, like, we, we want to keep playing, Jody wants us to keep playing, um, you know, let's let's just kind of leave this up to fate. And if we find someone that we're happy with, awesome. And if not, well, that's okay too. And, you know, we'll, maybe we'll just consider, you know, rebranding and doing something else or, you know, I don't know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, we, um, we got really lucky and we met uh, a girl that we are pretty stoked about. So like before we, um, we get to that, like, so did you put out like an ad on Craigslist or did you, yeah. Um, How did you? Yeah, we did. We did search. A, an ad on Craigslist. We did the a website called bandmix.com. Yeah. Okay. And, Bandmix. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because because I mean the thing that is difficult, I guess. I mean like I you couldn't do the vocals because Jody's vocal range. I don't, I'm not really sure what her high note was, but it was pretty up there, right? So like. Her, you had to find yeah. the right like, yeah. mix, you know what I mean? Like Her vocal range was so repertoire. hard, I could barely sing harmonies to it, like low harmonies. It was always really hard for me to, to, to match her voice because um, she just had yeah. such an intensely high range. But yeah, we, um, yeah, we, had, we, knew, we knew that if we were going to keep it the Shakers, we would have to find... Um, we wanted it to be female-fronted just to keep with the, you know, the the layout of Aesthetic, it, of, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and someone that, you know, we didn't want, we knew that we weren't going to be able to find another Jody shell and we didn't want to try and recreate what she did and her style and what she brought to the band. But we kind of just wanted to find someone that we liked that brought something new, that brought something different, that brought something unique and that we could just kind of move forward and start writing music with again. Um, so that was like mm-hmm. really what we were looking for mainly. So an exclusive here on the Bombcast, ladies and gentlemen. C. Lee, drop us with that knowledge. Uh, so our new lead singer's name, uh, we're very excited to uh, be performing with for the first time officially at uh, the Mint in Los Angeles on August 27th of 2016. That's a Saturday night. We're on at 9.30. Our good friends from San Francisco, Eyes on the Shore, will be joining us. Uh, her name is Harlow Blaze Powers, but all of her friends call her Blaze, and uh, we encourage all of you to do the same. Fantastic. I mean, first off, with a name like that, I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, Blaze, I mean, <laughs> even the name Harlow, I mean, like, it's great. It's, like, old-fashioned, and, like, I mean, like, the, it's just got the aesthetic. I mean, all week on Instagram, Facebook, the Shakers have been posting these ominous photographs of the band members all wearing black I myself was privy to uh, the group shot. Uh, I got to say the group looks fantastic, all in black. Um, I'm very excited that the Shakers are continuing. I wasn't sure what you were going to be doing. I haven't heard from you in a while. I'm excited to hear what the the new sound of the Shakers is. And uh, personally, I'm, I'm more than thrilled that it's sticking with the female front end lead because, I mean, there's such power in that, you know? Like, there's... I think like most of the bands I'm listening to now are all... Like uh, I've been listening to um, just a handful of bands with lead, girl lead singers, and it's not by choice. It's just that that's kind of what I'm being drawn to. But congratulations to you and your band that you know you're continu- continuing on the legacy of the Shakers. And um, will the Shakers ever make it back here to Philadelphia? Um, I would love to. It's uh, <laughs> it's a pricey ticket out there, but um, we're working with a, a booking agent um, 
Scott over at Odds On Agency, and uh, you know we're we're hoping to get scooped on to some kind of support tour, and if it brings us out on the road for weeks on end, um, I think we'd be pretty excited about that. Um, our day jobs probably not so much, but uh, <laughs> we would. Uh, and then I miss Philly. I, I miss playing in Philly, and I miss our, our fans out there. So I, I you know, always want to reconnect. I feel like I feel like we're like. Uh, just a, a teeny tiny little smoke signal that used to be out there, um, and I, it still exists. But I mean, this, I mean, it's just, it's hard for a rock and roll band right now in the city of Philadelphia, especially like if you're a young band. Like your your options are limited, and we were lucky, I guess, back in the day to have many options. I mean, Jackson helped us with that, but that's the past. Let's talk about the future. So, with Blaze, what was your first rehearsal like when she came in? to try out for the Shakers. What, what was that evening or day like? Yeah, dude. Um, well, I, I met... Blaze was one of the first girls I talked to, and um, it was really... Because I, I basically just kind of sent... Anyone that wanted to audition, I'd send them three versions of three different songs. I'd send them a YouTube of us playing it live, um, and then I'd send them the studio version, but you know, the live one was there to kind of be like, yeah, there's tons of bells and whistles on the studio version, so that's what you're going for and then basically a like karaoke track of the studio version and um mm-hmm. and i just like didn't even like it was such a weird um road to go down like i didn't even want to like because you know we, we we had to like be in a lot of situations where we had to like audition different bass players and stuff and it, like it auditioning really sucks so like because you know like in the first like 30 seconds if someone's not right literally when they walk in yeah yeah and so like you could if you could make music with them it's not even before they play a chord really yeah just like the look of their instrument how they pull it out how they hold it you can like you can almost tell immediately and uh i didn't really want to do that this go around just because it was such a it was such a like a a heart-wrenching thing to try and you know really think about someone Mm-hmm. taking Jody's place like and I, I didn't want to I didn't want us to have to go through those like disheartening moments of like poor auditions so um, I kind of kept that pretty close to the chest from the other guys so they wouldn't really have to be subjected to it and just you know basically would send these tracks out to all these uh, girls and you know it was just like you know record yourself like I don't care if it's on your cell phone like I just want to make sure like you have the chops before we go hop into uh, an hourly place that we're paying for and uh, we heard a lot of really great singers um blaze just kind of um she was actually one of the first people i talked to but one of like the last people to get her audition tracks in um and she's just like you know i just like really connected with her right away like she just had a really cool vibe and she was just funny and like you know oh what are you doing this weekend just hanging out and playing fallout Four. and i was like okay um you know and just we just kind of like vibe and she seemed really easy to talk to and then um she sent me her tracks and uh i was totally blown away i was really stoked and um you know because it's it's even weird like when you hear someone that does the songs well it's such like just like this odd palate cleansing moment of like okay like you just you needed to do this mental reset of like this isn't jody this is someone new bringing something different like don't don't listen for anything else and Mm -hmm. um you know, and I was I was nervous when I when I finally like mustered up the confidence to show it to uh, to Nick and Roe. Not that you know I I didn't think that they would like it, but just like for them to finally be exposed to that sensation. And they're both really stoked, and um, so we you know we jumped into a room, and you know it was just an exciting time. And 
uh, we pretty much kind of knew immediately. She was the only um, she was the only girl that we actually got into a room with. Um, not to say that there wasn't other great candidates, but there was just kind of you know a cool vibe, and it just it just kind of seemed like all right, you know, let's 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 do this. Like it's been long enough. Like months had gone months and months had gone by at this point. So we just kind of you know it just seemed like very fortuitous and uh yeah so the first rehearsal we just kind of i think we played like five or six songs and then we booked a secret show at the mint that we didn't really tell anyone other than close friends and you know a couple close fans that kind of come out to every show to just be like you know we and we let blaze know that we're like this is still part of the audition process we want to know what it's like to be on stage with you and um Mm -hmm. you know and and then you know she got up there and totally killed it that's what's up. That's good that you did that too, because a lot of musicians sometimes in the studio can, you know, nail it out of the park, and then they get on stage and they're, you know, frightened or whatever. So I'm elated to hear that. That's great. The Mint. I, I, that, I'm, I'm happy that that place. That's uh, is that on Pico Boulevard? Was it or? Yeah, yeah, like Pico and Fairfax. That was the last uh, downtown Harvest show. Was at that venue. It's got that cool back room right with the glass where you can see out, but you can't. They can't see you. The Yes. The secret room, I guess. You are right? cr- you are correct, but they got rid of that room. Ugh, they did. Yeah, I love just, that venue. It's just a big waste of space over there now. It's just like a, another table and some some carpet. Is the green room still like an apartment upstairs? Uh, I think so. Like a, like a house or yeah, something. When we played, like a, we just kind of vaguely like, remember. Yeah, we like walked in the front, and I was like, "Where's the green room?" And they were like, "It's outside around the thing." I was like, oh, "I'll just go get a drink." Uh, <laughs> I saw Ben Harper there. Oh, it's a pretty cool venue. Yeah, it's a really cool venue. We're we're pretty stoked to be returning there again. So, so what's the date again for this? Uh, the return to form with the the Shakers featuring Blaze. Uh, Saturday, August twenty seventh, uh, twenty sixteen, nine thirty p.m. So can your fans expect new music from the Shakers anytime soon? Yeah, well, we've been, um, we've been writing a ton um, and uh, recording a lot as well. So we're, we're kind of writing, you know, and writing and just been demoing out a lot of these songs. And uh, so we're actually going to record, start recording the new songs with Blaze at the end of the month. Uh, Nick's going to lay down his drums and uh, we're going to do the rest here in my studio. Um, and... Yeah, so we're we're hoping to release stuff. We're hoping to make that show a record release, but we don't really want to rush it. But we've got uh, about four mm-hmm. new songs done that um, I think that we'll at least be performing live by that point. Um, we've we've got them pretty dialed in. Um, it's just you know, it's definitely it's a goal of ours. But you know, with you know writing new material, we don't want to push too hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, you know, a good blend of old stuff and hopefully a fair amount of of new things as well. Definitely. Perhaps maybe you guys could put on a live feed on Facebook, like a mini concert. Yeah, <laughs> those live uh, those live things are good. The Mint's funny about recording, though. They want they want to. No, I'm saying they maybe do it like at, like your lockout space or something where you guys rehearse. You know. Oh yeah. I, I was talking to a musician the other day about this. Like, with that capability, you can essentially just do a concert any time of day and have all of your audience there, which is just insane because 10 years ago, if somebody would told me that, I'd be like, that, that's not possible. You know what I mean? But uh, if you, I encourage you, uh, if you're a musician or if you're in a band, if you're listening to this, put your band out there on, on live Facebook. You know what I mean? Let's see it. Let's, let's use that technology. Um, so you've been out in Los Angeles for, I guess, the better part, we said seven years, right? Eight years, is it, or seven? Um, yeah, I think, I think this year it'll be eight. So at this point... You've far exceeded my my life expectancy out there. I think I was there for about like maybe two, 
you've seen Los Angeles grow. You've seen it uh, evolve as a musician. Um, what's the vibe like out there? Um, you know, I, it's funny. I feel pretty disconnected from it at the moment. Like, I just talk about it. I, I feel like I'm kind of wiping the sleep out of my eyes and kind of just like, oh yeah, I need to like go out to shows again and support my friends' bands and stop playing video games on the weekends and like go go be like a social human being again. Um, but it's I I was I've been out the last couple weekends just going to you know popping in the old venues I, I used to love hanging around and. Um, it seems like it's still the same as it ever was. I, I feel like the trend has been moving more towards the east side. Um, I've always been kind of like the Sunset Strip is my home. I've uh, always loved Viper mm-hmm. Room. Um, but, you know, there's still like a lot of really, really awesome bands uh, coming through here. I mean, I think that's just true with any city. Yeah, it's amazing how many bands you'll find or discover in Los Angeles. Like, I remember when I was out there, I found a band from like the tip-top northern point of Maine. And uh, it was funny. We used to see them all drive around their Jeep, like, almost every other day. We'd see them driving around, like, there they go. But, um, yeah, I guess the one thing I miss about there, it's a sense of excitement. Whereas, you know, I mean, certain cities, you know, it's hard to to come up, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I, I, I often think to myself, like, maybe I should have taken Downtown Harvest to, like, Austin or something like that, where the music scene is, you know booming but i mean at the same time it's it's just uh it's kind of strange um here on the bobcast this is the first time i've spoken about it spoken about this idea so i'm going to put it out there with you c lee are you ready for it this is the future of music (laughs) i haven't okay so what you just i just asked you a question you said it's hard for me i feel like my eyes are dry i feel like i have to you know sometimes force myself to go out and see bands right because everyone feels that way it's hard to go out and support a band today it's hard to go out and basically, um, if you're a musician, you're practically begging your friends to come see me and pay to see me. And it's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough relationship, you know, especially the older you get. So I was thinking about how music has changed so much since we were kids and how the audience doesn't necessarily participate no more because they're not buying the albums, they're not buying the shirts, they're just kind of, you know, illegally downloading materials, right? So there's all these bands out there that have, I guess, come together and they formed Tidal, you know, which was a smart idea on their part. You know, they're, they're getting money from their fans and they're providing them with exclusive content. But the one thing that they're missing out on is the fans aren't participating. And that's where it got me thinking here, ladies and gentlemen, on the Bobcast. How do you get the fans involved? So I have an idea and it involves the fans of music so say for instance you're a band who's trying to make it you buy into this website we'll call it uh we'll call it the grind music you buy into the grindmusic.com we have 100 bands listed on the website within those 100 bands you can scroll through you can listen to their music you can watch their videos you can look at their pictures and you could say to yourself i think that's the next band that's going to make it then what you do is you don't buy the track, but you actually buy into the band. You buy into the band like you would buy into a stock on Wall Street. Now, the mathematical side, I'm going to need some help with because I'm an artist. I'm not a mathematician. But I do believe that if the bands, that if the fans start supporting the bands that they believed are going to be the next big thing, 
Now, a band might, you know, say, why would I want the fans to own my music? Well, essentially, that's what you want. You want them to own your CD, but now they're owning a piece of you. And this could be small percentages, ladies and gentlemen, but it brings the audience into the mix. It makes the audience actually become rock stars. It, it, it's a crazy-ass idea. I've run it just by a couple family members, but, I mean, I want to ask you, what do you think about this? Um... I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. Like, so, I mean, it's, is it just kind of, you know, is it similar to the sense of, like, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding? Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a crowdfunding, but it's like, you're, you're actually, you're, you're bidding on the, you're, you're making like a, you're buying stock into the band. You think that they're going to be the next big thing. If they sell an increment of 1 million albums, you're going to get 1% of their total fiscal incomes, which could be brought down to three to four different types of categories is how a band actually makes money. You know, CD sales, revenue, merch, etc. You know what I mean? Royalties. But, I mean, with the careful planning, I think in the future, and I'm not talking about doing this like next week because it's just impossible right now, but if you bring the fans into the world of, you know, they're essentially becoming a member of the band in a way. They're supporting you. And because, I mean, let's face it, it's hard for a band in today's world to get signed you know what i mean like there's so many good bands out there but i don't think that they have a chance because they don't have the support of fans people aren't coming to see their shows and they kind of just dissipate so i'm trying to figure a way so say for instance like you you you've you know bought stock into this band you're gonna go see them because you're excited you're like these are my guys man you know what i mean like they're gonna make it crazy but you know what i mean i'm just trying to revolutionize music here because i mean like we need something to change you know what i mean with the way we consume our music because i mean most of it's just illegally downloaded and it's just a shame you, you know like i bought the, the chili i bought the chili peppers album the other day and you know i walked out of the store and i <laughs> i just felt so good about myself well yeah i think but i think that's kind of you know a, a direction that fans do take and I, I think your idea is interesting because i i, I feel like it'll actually um, you know, I, I wonder if it'll raise the question of whether, you know, people are buying into a band because they're a fan of the music or if they're buying into the band because they see, you know, potential for profit. Um, it's a good point. It's so, good point. um, but I, I, do yeah, th- I haven't thought that way yet. Cause I'm just thinking like, if I'm a fan of a band, you know what I mean? Like, but, but I, but I mean, that, yeah. you know, either way, you know, it's, it's, you know, cause you, you see, ba- you know, you see bands where you're like. Um, you know, those guys, dude, they, they're so marketable. It's probably not what I'd pop on on a Sunday morning while I'm making breakfast, but you know, they, they're, they've got it, they've got it figured out, you know? And, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea. Uh, I think, I think that people do, like you said, do still kind of, you know, at least I know I do. Um, I, I kind of make it a point that, you know, when a band that I, I really love and really support is, you know, putting out a new record like i want it in my hands like i want to go get that vinyl yeah i want to read it um, i want to read it you know i want to see what the the notes say inside where it was recorded at and stuff you know yeah i do love I so do love, i mean i encourage people to continue to do that you know yeah. what, what, what did you say that you love yeah i love uh um i mean i just i love that vinyl's making such a big comeback and um you know that a lot of bands are pressing vinyl and uh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I love that the Shakers put out a vinyl. Um, I love you know being able to see that still have life and live on. And um, I, you know, I just I think that when you really do care about a band, you go out and you get it. Um, this new generation coming up, these kids. Uh, I don't know that 
they share that point of view. Um, the general consensus kind of seems to be maybe not. Um, but I hope, I hope that's not true. I hope that it changes. I feel like there eventually something will turn around, but I also feel like we've been saying that for the past like 20 years. I know something. Yeah. We need something to, to, to happen, but it is still exciting to be a musician. I still love playing on stage. I'm very excited that the shakers are continuing to do their thing. Um, I can't wait to hear new music. Um, hell, I, I mean, if I could even fly out on the 27th of August, I would, you know, my son will be what, seven, seven months old at that point. Not sure if I can make it, but maybe if you guys live stream it, you know what I mean? I remember I watched, uh, you guys live streamed, uh, don't tell me now, because uh, I'm trying to get rid of my dad brain. You streamed in New York City at, it's not the Bent Elbow, what's it called? What? The Bitter End, that's it. Yeah. That is like the craziest place in the world, the Bitter End. They have those like long tables that feel like, you feel like you're at like King Henry VIII's like, you know, dinner barbecue party or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, um... So, look, um, in a nutshell, congratulations. I'm glad that the band's still sticking around. I was really happy when you texted me a couple days ago and you informed me of this news. Thank you for the exclusive. Yeah, dude, of course. And um, where can the the Bombcast listeners um, access uh, Shakers Multimedia? Wait, what? (laughs) Sorry. As far as, like, your Facebook, Instagram. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's all... um you can still just go to iloveTheShakers.com. Uh, we've got links to our, our, our Twitter and our Instagram and our Facebook and all that there. And um, <laughs> I think we're just at the Shakers on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, Jody's not in the band anymore, so I had to figure out how to do all that shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I've got it. I've I've kind of got it all figured out again now. Uh, the website needs a little bit of work still, but. Uh, yeah, it's all at That's I good. love the you're still doing it. It just And you know, and uh, I guess we should also say congratulations to uh Jody and Tyler Dude, absolutely. on the birth of uh, their son Mabel. Yeah, she's a uh, daughter, her daughter Mabel. And um Excuse yeah. me, yep. Dad brain again. Sorry, Jody. <laughs> yeah, she's... Um you know, uh, like some some people think that um you know, the the gift of life only lasts for a while, it lasts forever, and I'm here to tell you that. Each day is a blessing with uh, my son. So, um Thank you, C. Lee, for coming on the Bobcast. Thanks again for the Shakers exclusive. Thank you so much for having me, man. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast.